Welcome back to another edition of the What's the Play podcast. It's your boy Christian here, and we're here with the trade deadline special. You know, we're a little late, but hey, better late than never. Um, but before we start, before we start talking about all the trades that happened, you guys know. But, you know, we normally do this at the end of the episode, but I think it's better that we do it at the beginning. So I'm going to give you all a few seconds, you know, after I say this to go do what you got to do. I want, I want you guys to go like, comment, subscribe, and share this video with your friends, your sister, your brother, your mom, your dad, your auntie, your uncle, your cousin, your second cousin, your third cousin, your sister-in-law, and your brother-in-law. So and I'm going to give you about five seconds. Best friend, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever it is, share it with them. Help us grow. Come on, y'all support us. We support you too, you know, but help us out a little bit. So I'm going to give you five seconds real quick. Just hit that subscribe button, hit the like button, hit the comment. Hold on, everybody quiet. All right, now we back. You didn't miss nothing. You just liked, commented, and you subscribed. So mm. now we can get into the episode. Appreciate so exactly. who wants to start off with their uh, trade deadline? We're doing winners and losers. Yeah. We can go with Brian first. J- Brian first. JG, no, JG go first. first. Uh, oh, JG? Get, it make this, you know, simple one winner, one loser. I'm sure everybody's going to say, the, I think everybody has an idea what the biggest winner is. So instead, I'm going to say my team, the Lakers. They won mainly for two reasons. Uh, I believe the, with the trade, we got a core. We can kind of, once we extend D-Lo, what I believe we'll probably do, extend his contract, we'll probably have a core we can have around LeBron and AD. And so whenever LeBron... All right, decides to lead the Lakers, and then, you know, we trying to capitalize that LeBron prime is still going. AD hopefully stays healthy, and I believe we got AD healthy and LeBron healthy. With this core, we have a chance to be a final contender every year until, you know, whenever LeBron leaves. And the second reason why I believe it's a winner is because, well, Russell Westbrook is no longer a Laker. And um, <laughs> if you know me, uh, I hated that man being on the team since the second he got there. So him not being a Laker no more is... Brought me extreme joy. He seems like a good person, but as a basketball player, he's a negative impact on the team on and off the court. Uh, He just isn't helpful and doesn't really seem to cooperate with the fact that he's not good no more. So it's just glad to get him off the team. And for losers, I'm going to have to go with the Nets. Not because they just traded players away. There's nothing wrong with trading players away, especially when one already asked out and then another one asked out in the offseason and all that. So it's understandable. At this point, he's like, I'm going to cut my losses and just trade the players and move on. But the Kyrie trade, the way they did it doesn't really match right. the way they did the KD trade. The Kyrie trade made it seem like they were still trying to compete because they didn't really get a lot of picks back. They just got Spencer and um, Dorian Finney-Smith. Dorian Finney-Smith, which, you know, I thought it was going to be a good defender and a good point guard to play along KD. But then a few days later, you're also trading KD. And this time, it's trading like you're trying to blow it up. You get, like, a bunch of first-round picks. You get Mikael Bridges back. And it's like, are you – were you building for the future or are you building just to win that season? I don't know what happened between the few days, between those two trades, but it didn't really seem like there was matching in uh, motivations for him. So, hopefully, it works out for him. But in the meantime, they have a very uh, switch-heavy lineup they can run. So, that's going to be interesting to see. I think Mikel Bridges are like 45 the other day. So yeah. It's yeah. interesting to see how that works. I, I do want to say, though, I think they could also be a potential winner. I thought you go either way with the Nets because mm-hmm. um, they washed their hands of Kyrie and KD. Yeah, you could have got more from both of them, but I think you got a good package from KD. Um, we could have been better, but I think it's still a really good package. And with Kyrie, it didn't matter what the package was. You got something for him. Um, and, yes, like you said, the trades didn't match up, but I think 
it kind of allows the Nets to kind of restart. And I honestly do think this team right here is better than that Nets team from 2019. I made the first round with D-Lo in them. D-Lo, Karis LeVert. Mm-hmm. Was Bond on official on that team? Or no? No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't the team. Um, but Jared I think you talking about Jared Allen, yeah, Jared Dudley led squad. Yeah, NBA. but yeah, I, I think that this team now is better than that team. But however, though, I feel like you go either way with them. That's not my that's not my winner nor loser. But I feel like you go either way with that team. But I see for both both perspectives. Thank you. I just wish I, um, with oh, that first ahead. trade they got more picks. Right. Yeah, for Kyrie, at least one. Yeah. Did they get a first round pick? They just get a second, right? They got a unprotected twenty twenty nine for. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. Not bad. I want to kind of build. Want to kind of build on what Caleb was saying because you said that the the trades, the Kyrie and Katie trades, were like it seemed like they had two different goals. I think the Nets, like we all agree that the Nets aren't the best run organization, but I think in their mind they think they made two trades that can still help them be competitive. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the Nets want to be bad, considering that they don't necessarily own all of their draft capital throughout the next few years. I think they want to be a competitive team. And I think the – I mean, the KD trade, just by trade trading KD in itself, you're going to get pieces back that make it look like you're getting a, re, a rebuild just because it's it's simply Kevin Durant. But they also got players that contribute to winning. You've seen them contribute to, to winning at the highest level on a, a championship-level team in Phoenix. Um, so getting back Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson and the picks yeah. you get. Of course, the Kyrie deal looks a little – you you don't no one we're not gonna know what Kyrie's real market is simply because Kyrie is just such a polarizing player. the The league may not have been willing to give up that much for a player that is about to enter free agency, and everybody thinks he just wants to go to L. A. So Brooklyn's hands were tied, especially if they didn't want to send him to L. A. Um. So I think both trades. So you. I mean, this so they this may tied have tied their own hands. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they because did. They, they, mean, okay. Yes, because we all agree that they should have just made the deals in the offseason with Katie initially uh, asked for the trade because that's probably when the value was the highest. Okay, JB um, off of that. Yeah, but, I mean, it, it's not much you can do. You can't You can't think in the past. I mean, this is what they had to do in this moment once Kyrie requested that trade because we came into the season thinking that it's probably the last dance. Then they get up to the first seed in the East, and we're thinking, oh, maybe Kyrie and Katie would just stay. And Kyrie kind of comes out of nowhere with a trade request. And so they just had to act in that moment. And, you know, the Kyrie trade, you don't really know what his market is. Um, I don't know what te- how teams value the player who people just believe wants to get, get to L.A. Like the Mavericks just made the deal, hoping that they can, like, sell him on Dallas throughout the rest of the season. Um, he had an interview where he said he doesn't want to talk about free agency because it's distracting to the team. So that just tells me that um, – he's not locked into Dallas long-term. And that would have been the case for any team he was traded to other than the Lakers probably. I'm, I'm so when you have when you have a trade like a player saying stuff like that, you're not going to get that much back in return, especially at the last minute, a week before the deadline to make something happen. So I, the, the hands were kind of tied in terms of trying to get a, a viable return for the talent that is Kyrie Irving. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think no matter what Kyrie said, if he said, "Yeah, I want to come back here. I want to stay here," or "I don't want to talk about it," I don't, I don't think anybody's anybody gonna believe him at this point. Anyway, he said it's like what three different places now that he wants to stay there or be there for long term, and he leaves soon. Yeah. So, yeah, who really knows with him? But that goes in the point with his market is just so up and down because no team. And this is what I was saying in the group chat. You know, I don't think that I think that Kyrie is 
a max level player. I don't think anybody thinks that I don't, but it's like, I can understand why teams would be hesitant to attach themselves long-term on a max level contract for a player that has just been shown to be unavailable, uh, unavailable so consistently throughout the past few years of his career. Um, a four-year, $200-plus million contract for Kyrie Irving, I would be hesitant to hand that out if I was a GM unless I was just this desperate to win. And I think Dallas is a situation where they just may do it because they did all this, and if this doesn't work out, you could potentially lose Luka in a couple couple years, within even shorter than that. But attaching yourself to Kyrie long-term is just so risky, and that's why Brooklyn was so hesitant to do it. And that's probably why any other team who was interested in trading wasn't willing to give up that many pieces because they know he won't be locked in long-term because he wants to be with the Lakers, he says. Who knows how long he really wants to be with the Lakers, um, depending on how this season goes, depending on how the Lakers season goes. You just never know with Kyrie. Is that, is that who your own loser is, Dallas? Or you have other winners and losers? Um, hold I would on, say hold my – Yeah, hold on. go ahead. Before you get to your winners and losers, this is off topic, but – Earlier, me and JB laughed, and I got it. I don't know if we laughed at the same thing, but they were showing the dunk contest yeah, participants, yeah. and then they show they show Matt McClung dunking in yeah. the, the, the damn high school gym. <laughs> high school gym. I had to laugh. Like, it looks so out of place. Oh, that was funny. That was funny. But continue, uh, CT. I think my obvious winner is the Suns, considering yeah. the fact that everybody was almost saying that the Suns had to just shift something, and this Kevin Durant thing almost fell in their lap. They were so hesitant to include, like, Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson in the deal over the offseason, but they saw how their season was trending and knowing that Chris Paul's clock is just ticking, they they just had to make the deal there, and it, it fell right into their lap. I wouldn't have any specific loser for anyone who did make a deal. Dallas is – I don't have Dallas as a loser simply because I applaud them for trying to put something with Luka. Um my loser, and JG said this in uh, his TikTok video, there wasn't any big moves in the Eastern Conference. And this is an Eastern Conference that is starting to look like it's just coming down to the Bucks and Celtics and maybe the Sixers. But I would have liked to see one of those middle-tier teams try to make a move um, just to try to establish yourself in the conference. Because I, I think, I mean, a run to the championship is not impossible if you make the right moves. I mean, we've seen... Teams like the Heat do it, the Raptors do it, where they just make championship runs, and we are just surprised by it because nobody had picked them to do it in the past. And it just seemed like everybody in the East just was fine with just being being with the talent they already had. I mean, the Celtics traded for Mike Muscala. That, that was cool, I oh, guess. The Knicks got uh, Josh Hart. He's he's cool. I mean that that's a that's a cool move, but how much better are they? What's I don't those aren't ceiling raising moves. I would have oh, no. liked to see some ceiling raising moves know. in the East, you know. Um, and I just think it's really just gonna come down to the Bucks, Celtics, and I mean the Sixers. They have the talent, but you you guys know how I feel about playoff James, and hmm. I I just don't see them getting it done. Hmm. Okay, so be really quick. I mean, CT kind of stole my thunder there because I was gonna say my winner is the Boston Celtics because KD and Kyrie are outside of the – you said what, CT? I didn't say oh nothing. God. I was agreeing. I was shaking my head in agreement. No, my bad. Um. So, yeah, so we – I say the Celtics because, you know, KD and Kyrie are out of the East. Um. Kind of as CT just said, it's basically Celtics-Bucks at this point. 
Uh, because nobody we don't believe in the Sixers either. I don't believe in the Sixers either. Both partially because of Harden, but also because Embiid has been locked up by Al Horford in previous series before. So that worries that doesn't worry me too much. So that's my winners. Uh my loser, I would have to say the Memphis Grizzlies, just because even though it's kind of no fault of their own, because they didn't really have they didn't they didn't have the the means to make those marginal improvements as uh Brandon would say, like from a Desmond Bain or Dylan Brooks or even a Jaron Jackson to feel to feel like uh I mean they're still a contender, but to feel like they have a chance against the Phoenix or even against a Dallas or somebody like that because of the boot because of the KD move. So now everybody's clowning job for saying, obviously, you know, I'm not but we're not really focused on anybody in the West and just focus on the Celtics. And then of course the KD trade just happened and now you're not even considered probably a top two team in your conference. So they're they're almost losers by by circumstance, then obviously by them not going out and doing anything. Um, Nate, you got a winner and a loser? Yeah, I do. Uh I got several losers, so I'm just trying to pick the I guess for winners, you said what? Nah, I'm trying to, winner, 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 winner. Um, I'd say the Bucks. I think I think the Bucks are. That's good. Uh, you know, we you talk about that. Um, what they moved five second round picks for Jay Crowder for Jay Crowder. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's bad considering this is a team that that has, you know, the last two years, specifically after winning that ship, um, made it certainly very clear in, in their in their moves and how they've handled their picks and their assets that they're they're in to win now. So I don't think that's necessarily um a loss. And also what's what is worth a second round pick at this point when the trade market is uh is uh the way that it is. Um I think Jay Crowder ideally fits into that roster. He's obviously not going to – he's not going to ideally, uh, you know, fit, fill that role that P.J. Tucker did for that, you know, championship-winning team. But you look at him, then now gives him ability to go small with Giannis at the five, a roster of – or a lineup of Drew, Joe Ingles, Chris Middleton, Jay Crowder, and Giannis. I think it gives Giannis the adequate spacing when they need to go small at times. It also gives him ability to – uh, go big at times. I think you know Jay can slide down if not, or it, it it gives the flexibility at least for them to run more of that Bobby Portis, Giannis, and Brooke Lopez lineup because I think they can stack the minutes correctly. Um, and this one may surprise people, and it's not necessarily. I think when you look at this, you know, the trades that this team made in a vacuum, yeah, it's a win. But if you contextualize it with what has happened earlier in the season and what's in the future, um, the Los Angeles Lakers lost. They really did, mm. and I know they. I know they look good against. I know they look good against uh, the Pelicans last night when they played, um, but that was just one game, and that's against the Pelicans team for starters, where every single role player played horribly that night. Brandon Ingram uh, also struggled to get it going, but man, they that team in general was terrible last night. Uh, and like, and I'm gonna explain. It. So like, when I say in a vacuum, like yes, when you look at it in the moment, exchanging a struggling Russell Westbrook for the last two years on this team um, for a top four protected, what, 2028 or 2027 pick, and then D'Lo, uh, Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. It looks good on paper. It's an obvious when you get three-star contributors. You get uh, a, 
a workhorse and a defender in uh, Vanderbilt, and you get two guys who shoot top 15 three-point percentage. Or, not, or yeah, three-point percentage in um, – I'm sorry, no, top to 15 and three-point makes in this year in D'Lo and Malik Beasley. But, again, everything is relative, right? I just want to say something, bro. I don't know what you're talking about. How are the Lakers losers? I feel like you got one you got out you got out of the worst contract in the league. Hold up. I think he, 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 he didn't even let me finish. But I was going to say – negative right now. I was going to say a guy um, – first of all, just because – and also, like – just because this first half of the season has been so disappointing and you get these guys, it doesn't change the outlook. This team is far from a playoff team. This team is uh, literally like a roll of the dice come play in time if they make it. And the fit, there's some like questionable issues. And I think it's shown last game, obviously being an outlier, but it's shown in the short tenure that we've seen. It. Vanderbilt cannot play with AD um, due to the what? lack of – They just he can't. yesterday. Okay, question. I have a question. Have a question. Oh, okay. So, say if LA didn't make the make a trade, right? Would you be mm-hmm. happier that they still have Westbrook on the team, or happier with the team they got now? Say, wait, repeat the question. He didn't even let me get him. I finished get to finish my point. So. Actually, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me just. I was like Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt can play next to eighty. Like if you look at the, I forgot the game before the Pelicans game. But if you look at it before, you can't have them out there together. Eighty. If you're gonna play them. And tandem with another big man or whatnot, you need the spacing. Uh, he's totally ignoring the perimeter. And before Vando even came to the Lakers, there's a reason why Will Hardy benched him because the shooting, like it, because the that team struggled when he's out there in floor spacing wise. Uh, I don't know. I think there's availability now. It gives Braun the flexibility to play four in in certain minutes now with Vando out there. But again, when we're talking about a centerpiece of your team like AD, you at least when you're complimentary four or five, whatever position you're playing at, to be out there with them. And I'm gonna. It's just gonna tie into I think Caleb, what you're saying, the question you're implying. This like this all could have been prevented if we made the move to get Miles Turner and Buddy Hield. I think those guys complement. Uh, the roster better than what we got from the Minnesota Hall. You have a five and in, in Turner who can rebound and then also space the floor, and it gives AD the flexibility to operate in the mid post, and he has shooters around him. Uh, Buddy Heald, I don't think I need to explain it. He just broke the record for most threes in a Pacers season, and that was like what? Or not most. He, he broke some like three-point seasonal record that Reggie Miller hold. I think okay. that's self-explanatory. And then also, and I just want to say real quick, um, in terms of legacy, right, the addition of Mobamba doesn't move me right like it's 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 like it's a hypothetical in terms of that fit of like that big man x 80 but he doesn't move the needle and then god i love d'angelo russell as a basketball player probably like too much because quite frankly despite all the metrics in terms of careers i've shooting this year he was still net negative on the uh, on the on the timberwolves there's a reason why they moved him they're like minus 1.6 in terms like their net efficiency rating when he's off the floor they're plus 5.6 he doesn't play defense, and then in a year where it's his contract year, um, yes, you're going to have those nights where he's cooking, but I, I just feel like when we get deeper into the season and when the Lakers – because they're going to try, but you have to try when LeBron's on this roster, try to make that playoff, and they're doing it out there, playoff slash uh, um, play and run. I just don't know when the time comes. Is he going to be able to produce? Because we saw him last year in the playoffs. Uh, he got benched in game six against – I mean the against the Timberwolves. 
And the reason why I want to say it was that game four or game five when they had that collapse, when they lost that lead to um, uh, Memphis, one of those games, a big part of it, if not the biggest part, was he just could not check Desmond Bain for the life of him. And that was the reason why they got back into that game. And to top it all off, I think that same game, he got he took the last shot in OT of the fourth quarter, uh, bricked it on the other side of the hoop. Like, I just – I like yes. him, but it's just – he, he don't think he's as value as people see him as. I agree with you on that. But my yeah. and then no, and then, no. and then, and then I, was, I was gonna say one last thing. And we talk about like the, okay, this inevitable flame out may happen and it's contract year. But like, okay, moving on from here, because we're not we're not the Vegas aren't moving anything in the playoffs. Let's be real. They're just they're just not. This team's not constructed for that. What do you do? You re-sign D'Angelo Russell and like Rui Hachimura, which is like those deals will be upwards of like close to hundred million dollars. You sign Kyrie, it's like Nothing is sturdy was like nothing, I guess, like to to like rectify the Lakers situation now and long term was established. Like this is still a very, very sensitive situation in terms of this franchise. And there's a good chance at the end of this year and moving forward, like everything's going to collapse. I don't think these are moves that stabilize this franchise in the future and it doesn't stabilize it now. It's very precautious. Like, can it work out? Yes. Long term, I doesn't think it worked like. The the, the the Pacers deal was there, and it could have got rid of every. It could have helped us out because you make these deals now when we're at ten seed. You're just trying to save face. This could have been done. You don't you don't waste LeBron's years like this. You don't waste a thirty year old hooping at this level. But okay, yeah. let me. Uh, where do I start? Um, even if we had healed right, and Miles Turner, AD, and LeBron still got hurt this season, so I'm still not even sure we actually win games with them two on the team. Second of all, if we had them, we don't have D'Lo, and we still have what. We still have Dennis Schroeder at point guard. Dennis Schroeder at point guard in the playoffs. Is that better than D'Lo? In the playoffs, we're talking about right now. Um, a, a, a roster. I don't know who you think, Buddy Hill, Miles Turner. Let, is. let, me, let me pick back off you. Let me pick back. Like, let me pick it back. Crazy. So, so, so I would say this, right? Oh, no, actually. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. My bad. Who won the finals with Alice Caruso, Danny Green, and. Rachel Rondo getting key minutes in the playoffs. I feel like the guards we have now and wings is better than what we had on that team. I agree back. I just want to say this, right? All right. I think the the main thing this season that the Lakers needed was wing depth and better guard play. And yeah, I got that. So I so I guess I don't I can I'm just gonna say I disagree with you, Nate, in terms of it being a loser. I understand. I I see your point of it. Um the moves that's being the move that happened. It doesn't really help. It could not help now, but also cannot help in the long term. However, though, y'all got what y'all needed around Bron AD. I think Bron AD is good enough. I'm not saying to carry the team to as deep, like in terms of from the 13th seed to like the playoff 60. No, but I'm saying all y'all need to do is get in. And before, and before, also, and get in and do but also, y'all got. Go ahead. If this was if this was a situation where. The KD trade never happens. Do we look at this differently? But I'm gonna go back to Caleb. But I um, I just feel like I don't want to sound like an ass when I say this. It's like, well, what's the other option? You said Buddy Hill, Miles Turner. I think the D'Lo, Vanderbilt, and Mike Beasley trade gives y'all more depth compared to Miles Turner, Buddy Hill. It gives you a, a third ball handler with D'Lo. Who I'm mean, honestly, D'Lo is overrated. I believe he's overrated. Personally, I love D'Lo. I think he's overrated. But like it's still another shot creative playmaker on our team that I need it. That's better than Rushbrook and um Schroeder fit better with Flip Braun AD. And you also get another uh, 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 a great defender in Vanderbilt who's young, 
who was something that I need in terms of a versatile defender in general. You want D'Lo on this team? But you want D'Lo on this team long term though, because that's the inevitable. No, no, this is not for long term though. I don't know why you think as long as you have LeBron on your team, not this long term. What, what do we what do we do in free, what do we do with free agency? It's either it's either resign D'Lo and probably Rui, or you try to get Kyrie. It's that's one probably, of those that's two. probably the best things I got. Yeah, but it's going to be option no matter what. Regardless, no matter what. I think it's better that y'all made this trade rather than kept Westbrook or even the Pacers trade at that, personally. No. Didn't the Pacers ask for two first-round picks? They did. And y'all kept the pick! We still got the y'all kept the pick! That was a great trade, I think, Lakers did, personally. But this, this is screams, this, this, dream, this trade to me at least just screams like we're going to save, we're going to save face because not only did the Kyrie trade fall through, but it's just Russ was moved way too late. You're also forgetting this. This made this. These moves were made when we're 27 and 32. It's not shaking anything now. I promise you, if we move for, not even promise you, I'm I'm very much certain. If you make that move for, for uh, uh for Miles and and Buddy, early on in the season, when a lot of the issues the Lakers had can be rectified, and you can put, they would be in a much better position in terms of standings. We're talking about a team that's 13th in the West right now. So so you guys. No, because it's, it's it's not making shit happen. It's, it's, nothing's gonna shake this year for us. We're not. We're not like I know you say get LeBron there. It's not. It's not happening. So then why trade your two first round picks for Miles and Buddy? Because so we're. It's a. You look at this roster. It's a win now team. Is it not? If you have but if you, LeBron James, but, but, and Anthony Davis. hold on, hold on, but Nate, you said, you said yourself ago. that one of the options ago. is pursuing Kyrie, and we all think that Kyrie wants to play in L.A. So is it? So but, would you rather not sacrifice? Sacrifice one pick that's top four protected, then, then sacrifice both of your future first rounders. If you are really that confident that you're getting Kyrie next year, honestly, are you saying that Buddy Hill and Miles Turner is better on the team than what y'all got now? That's crazy. Yeah, it's not that big of a difference. It's not that big of a difference. Better on this team, I'm telling you, as someone who's been every single game since the, since the. The move happened. Jared Vanderbilt cannot play with AD on the floor. Mo Bamba is not moving the needle. D'Angelo Russell, I'm I will lie. I'm not gonna lie. As so far as a third option next to Bron and AD, he looks good. But I'm just saying he's not proven come playoff time. Even that All-Star year, he had. Buddy Hill, Mouse Turner has. They are. I would rather I would rather have them as compliment. Uh, com- they're better complimentary pieces than than everybody except D'Lo right now. I'd say. So mm-hmm. your so your whole point with so your whole point with Vanderbilt is basically that because he's not a floor spacer he can't play with AD. But he's one of the best corner shooters in the league. That's the thing. He Jared got Vanderbilt's benched. One of the best he, got ben- he got benched on the Jazz because they were struggling with spacing. There's a reason why he got moved. That's the Jazz's fault. That's nothing he could do about that. You saw how how vital he was in Minnesota with Towns. Man, he, he said he said the Timberwolves moved D'Lo for a reason. Like they didn't trade for Mike Conley, who won like 0 for six for that. Like what do we play better? Well, they play better without D'Lo on the Mike board. Conley. They, they, they literally that. lost to the Wizards today. They do not play better without D'Lo. They, 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 they got do. Worse. They literally do. The fact they got more. Did we but not watch last year in the playoffs? But Mike Conley fits no, 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 better with Rudy Gobert, bro. Yeah, Mike fits better. He fits better with Rudy than D'Lo. Did we not watch last year in the playoffs? And Edwards to be more the primary ball handlers. To they know D'Lo wasn't allowing that to happen. So he I don't know. does okay. not play. The, the Timberwolves play better without him on the floor. That is a fact. You can sit here and say, like, it's D'Angelo Russell. He's a good ball. Because it's the good fit there. reason. He's, I mean, you know, D'Lo's overrated, but it's, the, it's a bit more of the fit. It's more of the fit. But come, okay, even that, come playoff time, too. 
you want D'Lo to be your starting guard, like defensively, that is a nightmare. Then Rustbrook and, and Buddy Hill, and then Schroeder, yes. Wait. Yes. Did you tell us last year that D'Lo was not a, a bad defender? Who, me? Mm. Yes, you told us I that. Lied. I lied. I lied. <laughs> oh, okay. I lied. No, this is after okay. That, no, this is after, after that Grizzly series, I thought at most he could have been passable or had a ball on defense. I lied. I was okay. wrong. I was wrong. Because that Grizzly okay. series was a business. All right. Yes. Okay, all right, who's next? Did you give yours, Jalen? I, I, I need me, JB, and give Go ahead, JB. Yeah, that was a lot. I'm not going to respond to any Lakers stuff, man. We spent about 30 minutes on it. But, uh, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and get my win and lose it. I would say loser was easier for me, uh, the Blazers. Mm. Um, one, Nate. trading Josh Hart, I feel like he's one of the best rebounding guards in the league. Um, great wing that they have. Uh, something they've been missing for a while. I mean, they got Jimmy Grant there as well, but having that wing defense, something they struggled with for a minute. Okay. Uh, so seeing him go was unfortunate. I feel like now this kind of made their tumble back down the stands a little bit. Also, the guy Cam Reddish. So that's yeah, I was about loss. to say Cam Reddish. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a big loss. That's a big loss. You don't want that. Yeah, that nigga. Uh, so hey Nate, you lied about him too. I mean, that's you lied my loser. About Cam too. Um, and the winner. Surprisingly, I thought Nate would say this. I would say I, I'll. I want to pick something that nobody's picked. Like I said, Lakers and Suns. No, right? I got you. I got you. I want to say Atlanta. I like I like Atlanta. They got Sadiq Bay. They didn't really give up anything to get they him. They did. But yeah. the thing about Sadiq Bay, he's one of the worst defenders in the league. He is. That's fine. We put up what, 20 tonight? Do they still have DeAndre Hunter? Nah. Hello. No. Hello. No. Hello. Last, Hello. Year, 20. Last year was 18, right? That's like 17, Hello. I think. Who's he doing this year? Uh, Warriors. Yeah, he Do the Hawks still have DeAndre Hunter? Yeah, they do. And do they? Is Bogdanovich still there? Yeah, yeah. Thank okay, because my because my thought would be maybe you could move Sadiq to the two, no, DeAndre to the three, and then you, you I mean, you have to keep yeah, Collins like in that, that situation, but whoa, whoa, whoa. but that's no def- that's no defense though on in, in, in the perimeter at all. I think they I think got- Bogdanovich is a better defender than Sadiq Bay by far. You said who? Um, Bogdanovich is a better. Who starts? Okay. No, Dejounte. Dejounte. Yeah, I'm, I'm Dejounte. Dejounte. My bad. My bad. Yeah. I forgot about Dejounte. My okay. bad. But yeah, um, I think get also against Sadiq Bay makes it easier to find a deal that they like yeah. with John Collins to trade him. Um, yeah, what they gave a five, they gave a four, five second round five for seconds. um, for um, Steak Bay, yeah, okay, second round pitch. You see the Bucks gave that for Jay Crowder, and for like their value is definitely, yeah. Different. Um, so it was them or the Warriors, honestly. I didn't know, I don't know how to assess the Warriors. Like, is it are they losers because they had to trade a number two pick for Gary Payton essentially, which is who they had last year, but James Robinson sucks, and, he, and Gary sucks. Payton's blood still hurt. Yeah, yeah he's gonna be but he's gonna be back around play all time. But um Jay, Jay's mom just sucked though. I'm sorry. Yeah, unfortunately. So that's what I'm saying. Are you, is are they losing because they had to get rid of the number two pick? Like it's a waste of a pick, like dang, now we gotta you know, move on from them. But they also won because now they're improving their bench and they had someone who's familiar with the with the organization and the uh the way they play. Um so I wasn't sure. That's 50-50 for me. Yeah, I think that assessment is probably gonna be based on what they do in the playoffs and where Wiseman goes from here as a player. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. That, that's all I have though. But of okay. course I understand what you're saying because like everybody would be like, you could have had LaMelo there and oh I said so, that before they drafted. I don't know yeah, why they did yeah, that. And then Jordan Pool, you know, Jordan Poole showed up, so it's like yeah. it's whatever. Um I don't want to give the obvious losers. I think the most obvious loser in this whole thing is um the Bulls. Um they have a lot of contracts expiring. Um they're um they needed to make they need to make a decision to either retool or rebuild and they didn't do neither they just stood there after um the East did get worse with KD and Kyrie leaving um but I'm not gonna choose up as my um loser for the trade deadline I would say my loser for the trade deadline would be the Denver Nuggets personally you mean your winner or... my, my my loser okay my loser okay. I understand okay. but was Highland wasn't the best fit 
um, with the coaching, and he had issues with the team and all. But giving giving up for two second rounds is, is, is atrocious. True. I thought you could have got a better package. I guess that's, I guess nobody was calling. Um, but I think y'all could have got a better package for Bones Highland, who was a promising at least spark plug. Yeah. Because it's a spark plug off the bench. Um, but also the West got way better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like you you kind of lost something, even though Bose High probably wasn't gonna get too many playoff minutes. But I feel like you could have at least upgraded somebody better or at least went to the buyer market, at least traded for some like a better guard or something. Um and also I like I like the Thomas Bryant pickup, Thomas Bryant, but like his I feel like you kind of need more of a defensive big behind Jokic. That makes sense. Um don't say DeAndre Jordan, please don't say that. That man is terrible. Don't Thomas Bryant average a block game. No, he's not. No, no, he's not that great. He's not a good defender. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I, I would say Denver is, is is a loser in my eyes. Um, because the West got better. You know, I got a true powerhouse with Phoenix. Um, so it's like I don't know. I don't know. I just don't think that they they really made the right moves or yeah, made the right moves. Um, but my winner, I would say the Clippers. Um, the Clippers they they picked up a lot of um, I guess more shooting, more defense. Um, and kind of got rid of the contracts they had to get rid of, but also picked up bones as well. Free Darren Gordon, man. Um, I think that's that's a winner to me. And they're trying to kind of make the team as deep as possible. They also, don't forget yeah. my Mason Plumley too. I think that's, that's a great a, pickup. That's the best pickup. That's a great pickup. Um, for them because they need they need a backup big behind Zubach. Um, um, and I would say another winner, a uh, sleeper. I'm not gonna say a sleeper. I would say um, what's it? What's the team? Toronto for Jakub. Toronto. If Jakub plays good, if they resign him, then I then I'd say yeah. yeah. But if they don't, but if they don't, if they let him go in the offseason, then it's like it feels like a waste. But yeah, at think, that point, you probably could have moved it. OG. Well, they might move OG and Pascal in the offseason, but if you if they resign Jakub, then I was I under I don't know that they're serious about trying to retool. Yeah. So um. But that was my winning loser. I think Denver is probably a loser, just a true loser in my opinion. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's what I got though. I like your thought with the Bulls. The only reason why I would say I disagree a little bit is just because Magic Orlando has their pick this upcoming draft. I think they should do that next year. But no, but like think about it. Vucevic expiring contract. You may lose it from nothing. He's expiring this year. Yeah, this year he's expiring contract. Kobe White's expiring contract. He's gone anyway. and Io's expiring contract. So, Io, yeah, Io the sumo, and they have he's, no he's and, a team option. No, nah, he's, he's he's second rounder. You want to get oh, him right, two years. Right. Uh. Um, so I don't know, man. I think they could have at least made a move to at least rebuild or retool. They just stood ground. I thought you got you got advantage, and this and there's no direction for that team at all. No, they don't know what they're doing because right now they just so mediocre. They just lost six in a row. Well, they had they was first in the league I and mean, first in the East when Lonzo was playing. But Lonzo's not coming back this season, bro. Exactly. So next. Shouldn't you stay packed this season and wait for Alonzo uh, to come back? No, uh, you don't do that, bro. See, when Alonzo come back, I don't know what Demar. The Rosen is Asian. Bruce Vision may not be there. Their yeah. game not changing. Their game not changing. But it seems because the team not good enough though, even with Alonzo. After they were first in the team, is good enough, Alonzo. But how many games was it when they were first in the? It was like into December, at least, at least January. Yeah. So it's, oh, okay. I, I don't think it's top two teams. I think it's more of a. I think it's more of a coaching issue. With that team in general, because yeah, I have three offensive players on the team, and like the last three games, I don't think they put up 100, 100 points except for tonight against Milwaukee. Mm. Last you five, think they might make a change, or you think they might wait in the offseason? I think they're they gonna have to make a change. You gotta do something, Vucevic. Either you 
Extend them? Well, I'm saying coaching wise. Coaching wise, mm, nah. I think they should have been done it, but it's giving extension. They will. They did. They just giving extension. They're not. They're not yeah, doing nothing with that man anytime soon. Pray that Lions will come back. Yeah. If they don't come back, they're cooked. That's what. That's all they're hoping on. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, um, that's what I got though. Anybody else? Anything else to say? Jason. No, I already, I already gave, you gave this. Everybody gave this. Yeah, I said the Celtics were a winner, and uh, I had the Grizzlies as a loser. You did. Did anybody mention the 76ers at all? Let's talk about it. Oh, yeah, they got Jay McDaniels. Well, they got to be. They got Jay McDaniels. Good pick up. No, they traded for him. Yeah, it's a lateral move though. Got... Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's did get traded. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they got to be. They got to be a loser in this situation because there's not. They, they, I was gonna say the Sixers. How? Because McDaniels. Because they. I mean, I'm not saying he's not a bad player. I'm just saying I don't think they made any substantial moves to make people think. Okay, they're right there with Milwaukee and Boston. It's a yeah, lateral move. Exactly you, get a, you get another exactly, but that's what I'm saying. It's lateral though. I don't think like at least with when you get uh Jalen, unlike Jay, his brother Jaden, he's a like it, I feel like they're same him of a two same profile in terms of good defensive wing, but can't really you're not scared, they're not scaring anybody from behind the three point line. And then hey, also man, like, Jaden is one of the best three and D players in the league. Like think, based on yeah, stats. Yeah, Jalen isn't though. But oh they did get Jaden. Jaden no. is. Wait, so Jade is, on, Jade is on Minnesota. Jade is in Minnesota. Oh, okay. I got you. I got yeah. you. But I was going to say, like, well, Jalen, yeah. The biggest, the biggest issue for the 76ers. Jalen's on Philly. Jalen from Charlotte. Jaden's in. Yeah, Jalen from Charlotte is yes. on Philly. Got you, got you. Oh, what am I going You thought they said Jaden? Oh, yeah. If it's Jaden, it's a different like, story. That's a good. Yeah, yeah, that would be different. Then I definitely have him as winners. Okay. But because the shooter splits this year. But yeah, like like Nate said, if that's a lateral move, I mean that that's why that's why I feel like losers to me because they're just like so because they didn't even, make any substantial moves. And you got even, guys like Harden and Embiid that like I mean, no, if you have those two players on your team, you're thinking about winning. But he, he provides size though. He provides size. I mean, he's diving in half, but also a, a better stretchability in terms of shooting. Okay, but Boston, uh, like, I say Boston, Milwaukee. Didn't he better shoot Matisse. The better, not the better, not saying not better shooting Matisse. That's a situation. The reason why I see them differently than Philadelphia is because those those two are in like a different tier where like we they're still championship contenders. They're expected to make the finals. They're seven six nine. I think they're in the same tier. They're contenders, but I don't think anybody's gonna pick them to make the finals because they don't see them on that same. Hey man, same hey, man. I think they can Celtics. Do it. I see it. I think they can do it. Because of, like Christian said earlier, Harden, you don't believe in as much. Okay, and... if you don't believe in Harden, no matter what trade they could have made then, you wasn't going to pick so, them So that. question, let's, let's take the top three players, Tatum, Giannis, and Embiid. Are, who's the best one out of those? Let's just... Giannis. Giannis. Okay. Giannis who's Harden. second? Embiid. Embiid. There you go. Huh? After that, Who it's has just the best, best team, team, right? Tatum. Mm-hmm. No, Tatum yeah. has the best Tatum team. Has the best team. So I feel it's like deep. It's deep. That's not really your best player to the finish line, essentially, right? I feel no. I think I think I, I think the. Second I mean, if, I forget what y'all are saying. I think maybe if Tyree if Tyrese Maxey makes that jump, I, maybe I feel different. I, I, I think it depends on how your team operates, right? Okay. I think uh, most of the time, just like the second and third place, we had to step up. Like for example, in the finals, twenty twenty one, Chris Middleton stepped up like crazy for sure. Um, with Boston last year, it was so Jalen Brown makes sure he stepped up. So it was like it's more like the second play we have to do. We have to do because the stars gonna handle business. Except for Tatum in the, in the finals, he was ass. But um, okay, so we'll take that point, right? The way the bus looked this year, really their good. second option, their second option, their second option is second Drew Holiday right now. But it's not. Is this? Yeah, <laughs> it's not moving. Me. Milton has to come back. Yeah, he's averaging 14 points a night, shooting his worst three points percentage of his year. I'm sorry, worst three point percentage of his career. He, hey man, time to break. Is he a good dude? Is he a good dude? Yeah, he, 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 hey man, if you ask me, but um, you know, 
No, I mean, I understand that Milwaukee has that pedigree and uh, the best, arguably the best player in the world and all that stuff. Uh, but as a whole complete team, I think you're looking at top to bottom in terms of deepness, Pauls. Um, you Celtics. Can, you couldn't say that? You're right. That was a little you try, You're trying to find the word. I couldn't think of it. But yeah, the no, Celtics no Sixers look like the more complete teams to me rather than the Bucks. This man just out. This man Nate is not No, I'm not out. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kind of annoyed right now. That's Pass all. it to Nate. I'm not just a little annoyed. Give me, give me, give me, give, but, okay. uh, close it out, Nate. Give, what, give me the last two cents to close. What it I was, out. what I was trying to say is the reason why the 76ers are at a like are losers not only laterally but the biggest issue that they've had I feel like in recent years is finding a backup setter for Joel like a solid mm-hmm. option and then you look at. Nuggets getting Thomas Bryant, Clippers got Mason Plumlee, and then the South, like even Mike Muscala. Like, I just feel like Philly's an activity and trying to get a backup big was just like better get buggy. Yaka would have been nice for them. That was good. That was good, Nate. That was good analysis. But yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. They, they needed a backup big. Well, Montrez Harrell don't cut it, bro. Montrez Harrell. He don't play. He, d- he does. Paul Reed. B ball Paul. Oh, yeah. Yes, Paul Reed's in minutes right now. I'm oh, tripping. Montrez hate He's that. Been, Paul Reed's been pretty bad. They waved him. Yeah, probably has been oh, bad no, too, did. though. Zero they just need a backup. But I don't know who you get. They could have got Go Go, but Dotson. All right, good talk. All right, but go ahead. Um, be good. Yeah, right. Somebody, somebody close it out. All right, all right, man. This has been another episode of oh, my fault. You want to? No, no, no. no go, ahead. Ahead. go ahead. Go ahead, Nate. Go ahead. Man. Let you might be out anyway. Uh, but anyways, yeah. Uh, good night, yo. You know, uh. We do this for the fans. We bring you content, even though it's late at night. But thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of What's the Play. Uh, make sure to like, subscribe. You can catch us on uh, uh, Apple Podcasts. You can catch us on Spotify, which is on YouTube. Is also um, signing off. Hey Valentine's Day, love you, boy. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Man, stay tuned for the next play. play. Stay tuned for the next play.